Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. What's your sign? Do you know? Let me guess. You're Scorpio. What's your rising? Where's your moon? Scorpios are pretty cool. See, I'm a sage. <laughs> so they say, I'm a butterfly. I like to play. I'm always aiming into the sky. I point my Good evening, everybody. I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and you are listening to the Inside Connection Radio on Blog Talk Radio. I am here live every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Pacific. There's a call-in number because there's live readings on this show, and that number is 213-943-3395. Don't miss out on getting a live reading if you want one. We're going to continue with a series that I've been working on for the past few weeks, which is a series of information about the different planets. And we have a really good one tonight that we're going to be working with, a really strong, really um, change-oriented energy that I think that we can grasp onto. It's planet Uranus. It's the first of the outer planets in astrology. We talk about them because they're so slow-moving that they actually create the societies, the generations, the generational influences that are a part of the way that society changes. So, for instance, you know, when I was born, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto were in a specific pattern, and it stayed like that for almost 10 years. And so it created a whole generation of people from the 60s. And when where we are now is quite different. So I'm kind of excited to get to be talking about the outer planets because I think in a, bro- in a very broad way, they represent some of the big social change and... Um, A lot of us like to talk about that. So the Uranian energy is what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, The call-in number again is 213-943-3395. You can find me on Twitter as Astro Healer. You can find me on Facebook as Dr. Craig. And if you want to find out more about my work, please look me up on the Internet at lahealer.com. I'm a Los Angeles-based astrologer. So um, Uranus is a planet of uh, eccentricity, invention, but also of revolution. Very interesting that it has changed sign in the last year, and it's gone into Aries. If we know anything about Aries, it's this very bold, very entrepreneurial, very high energy, um, take charge, bold, somewhat aggressive in a way. Aries is ruled by Mars. So when we put Aries with Uranus, we end up with revolutionary change done in a somewhat aggressive, but at least, at the very least, a very bold way. And so, um, interestingly enough, Uranus went into Aries um, last year during what was what the media called the Arab Spring, but also it's very clear that the um, the Occupy Wall Street movement is uh, is a representation of Uranus and Aries. So. Um, in a, getting a little bit more into the social thing and what we're going through right now socially, Uranus is in Aries. It's going to be there for about seven or eight years. And Pluto is in Capricorn. It has been already for about three or four years. And those two signs.
signs, Aries and Capricorn, are not compatible with each other. Um, they're they're called square, uh, so they make a 90-degree angle to each other, an, an uncomfortable geometric angle that creates tension. And um, Uranus and Pluto um, are not necessarily going to be the best of friends when they're when they're in that kind of square energy. So Uranus in Aries is going to represent all the individuals, uh, you know, individualism, the independence of the individual, the rights of the individual, <clears throat> and Pluto in Capricorn is actually <clears throat> going to represent like the hierarchy, the government. Or the uh, the bankers, institutions. Capricorn is going to definitely be partly the ruling of institutions. So when we see the clash that's occurring between the Uranian element, um, the younger people—not necessarily younger, I guess—but the people who are more into individual rights and um, the, the freedom. Very important. Another word for Uranus is the freedom. The freedom that people are actually asking for from a kind of tyranny, right? So tyranny, that's why so many um, despots in the Middle East got overthrown last year. There were representative of Pluto and Capricorn, strongly trying to hold on to a patriarchal uh, tyranny-style dominance of um, the individual, the individual being represented by Uranus and Aries. So not to get too much into that, but this year actually, not long from now, a few months from now, is the first square, the first real square. So um, if if you think we've seen some change, um, we are really just at the tip of the iceberg of the change that's going to occur between the um, uh, the individual and the social uh, hierarchy, the dogmatic, oppressive, you know, um, authority figures that are are and have been in charge for a long time. So uh, Pluto is inevitably uh, does create the breakdown of that structure. So the patriarchal structure. Um, is going to have to undergo some kind of a change. And I think what's interesting about that is that um, um, that Pluto stays in, in Capricorn for a long time, almost 14 years. So it's a long time of change that we can expect to see where there's going to be some breakdown in possibly some of the more masculine-run things. I think you're going to see more women come into power is definitely going to be um, – be one of the things that we're going to see. So, um, uh, the um, the, uh, the the show tonight is about Uranus. It's about change. It's about inventiveness. It's about revolution, revolutionary ideas. You see, um, Uranus is ruled by Aquarius, and they go together because Aquarius is very idealistic. And in order for for the planet Uranus to be able to function in inventiveness and revolution and originality and change, it has to operate from this place of idealism because nothing actually gets changed without an idealistic cause. So, for instance, and to speak about what you see going on globally, you know, uh, people want freedom. They definitely want freedom. They, they they actually just want freedom to, you know, I guess feel safe in their own homes. So ultimately, they want the freedom also to be able to express their ideas. Um, this com- this is an idea, an almost an idealistic thing that people are reaching for. But that ideal that we can all be free to express ourselves without fear of retribution, because we might say something that would piss someone off, and then they would want to oppress us. That whole idea that we can actually speak our mind comes from the idealism of Aquarius, and so Uranus functions in that realm, using an idealism to create revolution, originality, awakening, and change. So Uranus is in Aries, and interestingly enough, this week Uranus is going to be conjunct, that means in the exact same spot in the sky, 
as Mercury. So we have Uranus conjunct Mercury this coming week. And since uh, Uranus represents change and Mercury represents communication, globally you can expect some unexpected communications, possibly of an aggressive nature because of Aries, but definitely at least of a bold nature. So on a personal level, if somebody that you know confronts you, that would be an expression of this Uranus in Aries, conjunct Mercury in Aries. That's the way we say it in astrology. It's um, Uranus is in Aries. That means it's literally in front of Aries right now. Mercury is also in front of Aries right now. And funny enough, they're both in the exact same spot in Aries this week. So that sort of unexpected communication on a personal level, we can uh, expect to see that happening. And then also unexpected communications necessarily on a global level where we uh, might not uh, really, uh, it could be a gaffe. Uh, you, could, you could really see some really um, monumental gaffes <laughs> come out of some people this week because what what. Uranus rules shock value, so either it could be done on purpose or it could be done um, accidentally. We've seen a few people who have had, you know, some some gaffes recently, and um, the um, like Rush Limbaugh, he had a gaffe, a big gaffe, and unexpected for him, and it was unexpected that it came out the way it did, and it was unexpected the backlash that it had for him. So Uranus rules that unexpected surprise because it's designed to create some kind of disruption. Remember when when our lives are going along at a you know an even keel sort of status quo we get very much in a place where we can become complacent and the universe does not like complacency because nothing can remain the same for too long that's not what the name of the game is here life is in a state of evolution the planet is in a state of evolution and every individual on it is in a state of evolution like every species including human beings human consciousness is uh, also in a state of evolution and so if we're not being challenged then one of the outer planet's functions uranus the function is to create change to stimulate us in a way and we all do seek change you know, I think for, for, for most people, we, we, don't, we don't really want to just sit around and do the same thing all the time. So we have an inkling to take a class, uh, you know, um, cook something new for dinner or whatever. It doesn't matter. Go, go, go to a different place on vacation. Whatever it is that's sort of new, that's represented by Uranian energy. The Uranian cycle is very interesting. And... It takes 84 years for Uranus to go once around the sun, 84 years. So every 21 years, we have a significant, what's called a significant aspect of Uranus. So at age 21, 42, 63, and then finally at 84, funny enough, several of those tyrant despots in the Middle East were 84 years old when they got toppled. Um, you have to look that up to believe it. But Uranian, the Uranian cycle is very profound because it creates change in our lives in a cyclic way. Now, we all are going to have uh, Uranian influence on our own charts independently. In other words, you could have a Uranian transit, a Uranian uh, transit means a Uranian event, a Uranian experience, an experience of change or upheaval, giving you all a translation there, in your life, you could have that at any time because Uranus is affecting us individually all the time in, um, in its own specific way. However, there's a basic cycle of Uranus that we all go through that's very interesting. And if you think back on your life at all or, you know, depending upon where you are in your life, at age 21, we all make some kind of a significant change. We break away. Um, from parental restrictions, we're usually done with college if we're going to have done that. But one of the more important things about that time is that we have the freedom. It's again about Uranus is about freedom. When we talk about Jupiter, two weeks ago it was about expanding our boundaries. 
Last week we talked about Saturn, which was about recognizing the limitations that we have. And Uranus wants to know that we can actually be free of the limitations that bind us. And of course we can. Sometimes what we have to do in order to be free of those things is radical. So we don't, you know, often necessarily, like if you've got children, you don't just walk away from them very often. Some people do, I guess. But that's what we need to know is that we can. You know, it's sort of like Uranian thing. We need to know that we can. And so you all can use that example. Some people have children, and then they feel like that's constrictive, right? They feel like there's a limitation there to have children. That's Saturn. They need to know that they can be free of those limitations. So maybe one day a week they hire a girl to help them out so that then they can still do their yoga class, right? It's like knowing that you're free to be able to do some things that you want to do, not like free that you can just, you know, go and, you know, uh, screw your life off somewhere, although that's a huge Uranian um, experience, right? If anybody ever saw Into the Wild wonderful soundtrack on that with Eddie Vedder. I'll have to get a piece of music from there for one of the shows. But um, if anyone saw Into the Wild about that boy that just wants to, like, you know, disconnect from everything, his sister, his mother, his father, and go out into Alaska, and, of course, he ends up in a, with not the very happiest ending. But it was the true story of this boy that wanted this liberation and this freedom. And I was watching that movie, and I was like, if this guy is not an Aquarius, and sure enough, he was, because it was a complete experience of Uranian, a Uranian desire to be free from restrictions, college, his family, his parents. So when we embrace the Uranian idea, okay, when we embrace it, when we say like, okay, I can see where I need, I need a little Uranian energy in my life, we reach out into the world with a change. That's the first thing we have to do in order to be able to get out of a rut. Let's say we're in a job that's a rut or we're unemployed and it's a rut, or we're in a relationship and it's a rut, a marriage, whatever it is, a living situation, a city that we don't like, something that's just repetitive, that's no longer helping us grow, that's no longer challenging us, that's no longer useful in any way, we take that energy and we embrace a Uranian idea, Uranian change. Now, like I said, individually, that can be happening to us um, as individuals based on our own individual chart. But as a group, we're experiencing that cyclically every 21 years. So it's guaranteed that even if you want to be one of the biggest couch potatoes on the face of the earth, that every 21 years, something will disrupt your status quo in order to be able to create a new energy, a newness, okay, a change in your life so that you can get out of the rut that you're in. The second one is age 42. Often it's been happening a little early, um, 41 to 42. And um, that's normally called the midlife crisis. And you see a lot of people at 41, 42. Again, it's about freedom. You might look at your spouse and you might be like, oh, my God, we're just the same old, same old. There's nothing new here. What am I doing with you? Some people have very difficult and painful Uranian opposition. It's called the Uranian opposition because it's halfway around the sun from where it was when you were born because it takes 84 years to go all the way around. So at 42, it's halfway around. And so that represents the midlife crisis. And that midlife crisis is, again, about freedom and change. And what happens is people look at their lives and they're like, wow, what is it that I've really been wanting to do that I haven't done? What is it that I really want to accomplish, want to experience, you know, want to achieve? That's what your individual life is all about. It's all about what are you here to accomplish and achieve for yourself personally. It doesn't have to be any grandiose thing for others. It can just be for yourself. What do you want to achieve? Do you want to learn how to cook? Do you want to learn how to read? Do you want to learn how to read Spanish? Do you want to learn how to, you know, like uh, become a medical doctor or a lawyer? Then those are the things that you need to strive for in order to bring into your life so that you can experience them. Well, at 42, again, freedom, the Uranian idea of freedom kicks in. And the next thing you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to have to do something or bring something into my life in order to be able to um, make it happen. What is that thing that I want to do? So 42 is very pivotal for most people. They can overthrow relationships, jobs, 
living situations, uh, cities, the towns that they live in, etc., and really go into something that they maybe have always wanted to do. They want to feel free to be able to do that. So, um, uh, you know, I always say, like, it's difficult to date somebody who's 41 because they may or may not know what they really want, and it's just a period of disruption. Um, on, by the other hand, people who are still single when they're 42, they definitely know what it is that they want. And if they want to be in a relationship, they're totally ready. Um, can happen earlier than that, obviously, but for, for fluctuations for the way that people are, um, 42 is definitely a settled-down age because if you want it, if you want a relationship at that age, you're definitely going to be able to bring it into your life. So the Uranian cycle going a little bit further out, the um, and, and just kind of briefly here because I, I don't know about my listening audience or our demographic, but the 63-year-old one is very interesting because it's like, what do I really want to do with the rest of my life? And the 84-year-old one is really about freedom. Because at 84 is when you finally realize, right, you can't take it with you. You're not really that interested in collecting more physical possessions. And you're really willing to move into whatever is the rest of your life beyond 84 with a great deal of freedom. Usually you're not bogged down. It's usually a time when you can really, like, look at your uh your your life and be like you know okay i see what it is that i've done and now i'm really free to maybe do something it's like sort of the bucket list freedom that's 84 so i said i wouldn't spend too much time on that because the important things are when i think not important but um certainly for people who are making a great deal of change in their lives that the one at 21 and the one at 42 are pivotal the one at 63 and 84, I think, are even the impact is even less if we've made the change when we're younger. So, um, once again, you're listening to Inside Connection Radio, and I'm Dr. Craig Martin. I'm a Los Angeles based astrologer. There's a call in number for the show, 213 943 3395, and I encourage anybody to call in who wants to get a live reading. So, don't miss out on those live readings. They are awesome and important and you can find me on twitter as astro healer and see some of my snarky little tweets and also on facebook as dr craig where i post things about this show and also other things about uh, planetary alignments and things like that that are of, of importance if you want to find out more about me on the internet i can be found at lahealer.com la los angeles healer.com so this past week, there was something of astrological significance that's worth mentioning, even though it's not Uranian, because it was quite beautiful. And I hope that some of you uh, were actually witness to the two bright stars in the West after the sun had set. They seemed like uh, headlights in the sky. And in fact, you know, those are not stars. Those are planets. And on Tuesday night, but it, but even now tonight, they're close to each other. And on Monday, obviously, they were close. But Tuesday, they were exact. Um, they were an exact conjunction between Jupiter and Venus in Taurus. And uh, what I had written about about that was that this is a union of, of a real sense of beauty and a real sense of success. So anytime during this week, I'm recommending if you want to do a little prayer, you want to do a little ritual for yourself, light a white candle, light a green candle, and meditate on how large, on how successful you actually can be. That that the success that's possible right now for us individually is only limited by what you can visualize. And so visualize, um, you know, a receptive world that's, here to embrace what it is that you're ready to teach and what it is that you want to teach and allow that to come in and be a part of, uh, you know, your present day reality. So I think that's really, I think that's really important um, to, uh, you know, take a look at that. I do have a couple of people on the switchboard, though, and I have been talking for a while. So what I'm going to do is... Uh, click on one of my friends here, my good friends, maybe from New Orleans, I think. Mary Lou? Hi, how are you? Are you on the inside connection with Dr. Craig? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, how are you tonight? I had the most frustrating day. I'm oh, yeah? 
I'm going to say that it's um, Mercury retrograde. Because mm-hmm. talking to people has been like pulling teeth out of their head. Right, because they're not communicating. Um, they're talking in circles. And then when uh-huh. I got through dealing with the adults, my child came home and did the same thing. Oh, ouch. I know. It's it's it's, it's about ready to knock my own head up against the wall. <laughs> Mary Lou, you're Wheeling, West Virginia? Yes. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, yeah, specific like to today, interestingly, just to talk maybe a little bit in very, very specific astrology terms, right? Oh, today's the 15th, 16th, you know? It's very, wow, this is a powerful time for you because you're having what's called the Chiron return. And we haven't done Chiron in the, you know, in the, in the, um, in the segments on the radio show, but I'm going to tell you a little something about Chiron. <clears throat> Chiron is an asteroid, and it takes 50 years to go around the sun. Not that I'm going to give away your age, Mary Lou, but <clears throat> uh, Chiron takes 50. Don't worry, I'm a little bit older than it you. It doesn't we, matter. And we look fantastic, let me tell you. Um, Chiron takes 50 years to go around the sun, and we have Chiron and Pisces, and today is the day of your Chiron return. I mean, literally, can you believe it? It took 50 years to get to the exact same spot as where it was when you were born, and it is there today, at the same spot when you were born. And it's in Pisces, and some of that talking around in circles is like you feeling like you're over, like overextended yes. and that you want to help people so much that you've got this helpful, loving nature and that you want to help people so much. And what ends up happening is that, um, you know, you're, uh, you feel martyred by them, like confusing you or talking in circles. It makes you want to isolate yourself. It makes you want to run away from them. I think the big lesson of the Chiron return, because mine just ended last year, is that you have to recognize that them behaving the way they do is their issue. It's, it's just huge. It was huge for me. The way in which they behave and what it is that we're looking for from them, from these individuals, like you're looking for some kind of clear communication from them, it's not possible. Let it go. Let go what it is that you feel like you need from them. Let go of the fact that them being the way they are martyrs you because you want to help them. Mm-hmm. You understand that? Right. Very powerful. Very, very powerful. Uh, I I sort of got that. I know. It's it, humongous. It didn't, take away, it didn't take away the frustration. Yeah. And then to have a, a child saying, I want the same, I want it, I want it, I don't hear you when you say, no, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. And it just goes on for hours so you could just scream. <laughs> How old? Five. Yeah, five. And basically you're just looking there saying, too bad. Oh, finally I made him a deal that I didn't think that he would go for to teach him a lesson. And oh, he went no. For it. And said, he went for it. Yeah, oh, no. You, you want that, you pay for it. He spent all of his money. He got it. And it was a really wow. bad deal. It was a bad deal. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. You didn't have to feel martyred, and you put the responsibility on him. Right. Yeah. So, Listen, it's really good to talk to you, and I have a bunch of people who are hanging out in the switchboard, right. but you know I grabbed you first because you are uh, special on my show. Because you're always writing me really nice notes in the chat room, and you're always saying really nice things to me in the side room. And uh, I just want to thank you for listening in again tonight. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking my call. Cause you're welcome, sense out of I'll see you here again for sure. All right. Bye. Okay. Good night. Love hearing from Mary Lou. So I do have a 323 caller. I do have a 323 caller on the line. You've been waiting for a while. Hi. It's Dr. Craig, and you're on the Inside Connection. Hello, Dr. Craig. My name is Raymond, and I'm actually calling with a friend of yours, Jennifer. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Is it Jennifer? Butterfly. Oh, awesome. How are you? Hi. We're the three of us, uh, our little baby girl, Ruby, and Raymond. Hi. It's great to talk to you. 
Well, Raymond was interested in, in getting a reading, so I'll let it Okay, I'll let awesome. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just pull up the astrology software, and right. um, what I can do is put your birth information in there, Raymond. So go ahead and tell me the first initial of your last name. Uh, that would be L. L, and your birth date. Um, May 30th, 1983. And your birth time? I believe it was 11.36 p.m. Okay. And your birth town? Tarzana, California. Got it. Okay. We're good. So, um, <clears throat> awesome. Here we go. All right. It's really nice to hear from both of you. And congratulations you. on your baby. I know Thank she must be actually much. quite a few months old now, right? She must be six months? Yep, she is. Yeah, congratulations. It's very weird that I thought about you today. So I think that's kind of awesome. I swear that I did. I swear. I was thinking about who has baby at the same age as my baby, and boom, uh -huh. of course, you were the first person because I have a five-month-old. Okay, let's jump in on Raymond's chart here, and we and we can talk at another time. So, interesting chart, Aquarius rising, very good for tonight's show because um, tonight's show is about Uranus, and uh, Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius. So, you know, sometimes you think you're a little different, Raymond, and um, you know, you operate from a um, you know a different set of ideals and values because you don't want to be tied down by limitations or limiting structure that would never really suit you. And even though you have really good values and a very stable head, you know, for a Gemini especially, you're a very stable kind of guy. You're you're still a very social and um, communicative person. Like you want a, a group of people around you. You have to have conversation. You have to have humor. You have to have energy. You have to have relationships. And Uranus and Jupiter in your chart are conjunct in Sagittarius in the 10th house. So maybe you work with foreigners or maybe you have an international company or maybe you work as a lawyer or maybe something something in your day-to-day -day life and your career has to have something to do with a higher spiritual or a higher truth. That's why law is kind of thrown in there also because for you, it's like you you have to be um, someone who really is like seeking, seeking, and then putting out what it is that you found, those truths that you found, like as a communicator, a writer, a teacher, all these different things that, you know, that you're interested in doing, although some of it is kind of private, like some of your humor you might save for your, you know, your daughter and, and, and your significant other, because you have Gemini in the fourth house, so you definitely need someone that's good with language in the home, because it would make you crazy if you were with someone boring, because with your, the way your chart is, the way your chart is, is if you don't, if you're not stimulated, really stimulated by new ideas and high ideas and higher truth and a higher mind and humor, especially like it's got to have some humor, because you're Mars, is in Gemini, and it's connected to the sun. As a matter of fact, you were born when the sun and Mars were at the exact same spot in the solar system. They were, like, aligned. And, of course, you're a man. And so Mars is very important in your chart, like Venus is important in a woman's chart. Uh, not that Venus isn't important in your chart, but Mars is important to you because you're going to identify with the Mars part of your character more than the Venus part, let's say. And that's about your sense of humor and your wit and your language skills. So with Aquarius rising and Uranus at the midheaven, career is very important to you and you want a very broad, very open, travel-oriented, the whole world is your business partner, the whole world is your business oyster, don't forget it. And you, you have a destiny point, actually, to do something in Gemini. So if you're not teaching, lecturing, standing up in front of people, or if you haven't started your own stand-up comedy act, then you're not on the right path. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. All right, all right. Well, I can say this. I, I, I'm not completely surprised, though, but you are absolutely spot on. Oh, that's good. Um <laughs> Primarily, primarily, I noted that it was uh, uh, actually uh, um, the majority was based within positive 
Um, not that I'm a negative seeker, but I'd like to know uh, if there's any negative aspects to um, this reading. Because oh, yeah, I'm yeah, always, yeah. No, that's fine. You know, uh, are there any negative problems. aspects to this reading? Right now, I don't – right now, there isn't anything – okay. So right now, you're, you're, you're having a Saturn return. That's a part of what you're having. So, um, you know, because of your age. It takes Saturn 29 right. years to go around the sun, and so you're having a Saturn return. And um, the um, – <laughs> What that's going to represent for you right now, I wouldn't say that it's a negative, okay? So it's just yeah. that it's a normal cycle, but it is difficult in your chart because you have you have Saturn conjunct Saturn and Saturn square the moon, okay? So maybe with women there's a few difficulties, maybe something at work there's a few difficulties, but definitely with some relationships that you have or some relationship in particular – uh, and it definitely doesn't necessarily look like the significant other. It looks like another relationship, Capricorn. Uh, yeah. Could it be, I, it, could it be Scorpio? Could it be a Scorpio? Absolutely. Yeah. But the but the, okay. the the issue is is that that relationship no longer serves you, and you're going to end up having to get rid of it. And and so that's kind of can can represent a problem because it could be related to your career because Pluto is the ruler of your career line. So, um, you know, it's just that the relationship itself is something that in order for you to grow and become more of an adult, you have to realize that that relationship has got um, childhood behavior patterns in it that no longer serve you. It's in, always when I do my readings and I do my teachings, it's not really about that person it's about you and your response to them and and the way in which you handle it is to be able to cleave out the dead wood in your life that's a big message of a, of a saturn return yeah <laughs> uh, looks like a lot, it looks like i have a lot of work ahead of me you but have that's some all right. work ahead of you <laughs> Okay. Listen, I have a couple of people hanging out and waiting on me, and, and uh, so it was, that was really nice of you guys to call in, and I hope I see you soon. Yeah, it was great talking to you, and thank I would you love very much you. for your time. Okay, thank no you. worries. Good night, hon. Oh. So you're listening to Dr. Craig Martin, and I'm on the Inside Connection Radio on Blog Talk Radio, where I'm giving live readings at 213-943-3395. Area code three one seven. You're on the inside connection. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Who are you? Good. Good. This is Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Where are you Hi. calling from? Indiana. Um, have I read for you before? You have. Okay. No worries. Okay. How can I help you tonight? Well, you were talking about 42, and so right. I was curious about 42 because I am going to be hitting soon. Right. Not next right. year. Right, and you have Uranus in your chart at um, in Libra, so are you in a relationship? I am not. You're not. So what happens is, is that it brings a relationship. That's what it's going to do. It's going to bring a relationship. Um, you have Uranus on the 8th and ninth house cusp, so the relationship will be... Sexual. We'll say that very quietly because you know we're on That's the radio. Okay. So yes, a <laughs> sexual relationship, a romantic relationship. But the eighth house has to do with sexual intimacy and intimacy in general. And um, <clears throat> one of the things that I think is is good is that the in, the person's going to be very strong-minded, very strong-willed. And, um, you know, you're going to have to realize that you have your own spiritual message because I, I remember your chart. You have five planets in Sagittarius. You're in Aquarius, but, hon, you've got five planets in Sagittarius. You're one of the most uh, just spiritually minded, philosophical. Like I think I had said to you, I hope you've done the traveling. I hope you've traveled. And I haven't. <laughs> yeah, and, but you must long to. Yeah, I do, yeah. actually. So, that's what I want you to do. I want you to visualize someone that's going to travel with you. Okay. How's that sound? That sounds perfect. Um, yeah. And because, I, go ahead. 
I, I was just curious. I'm, I'm going to school, and I keep thinking, am I going to school for no good reason? You know, I, I can't figure out what I want to do with it. And I'm curious if you can see that. I don't know. If I can see that, if I can see what, why you're in school. If, yeah, if there's a good reason for it. Well, you know, it's interesting because you're in school, Saturn is in the ninth house, so whatever it is that you're learning is very serious, but, but very good for you. It, the reason is that it's a part of your identity. That's the number one thing is that you want it to, whatever it is, whatever the degree is and whatever it is that you're learning, you want to be able to incorporate that into who you say you are. That's the number one reason. So whether you're going to do anything, you are also going to be. You know, and as you're going to be more educated, you're going to have that level of information. And in your chart, it first and foremost talks about that. Like you're going to be able to say, I am, blah, blah, whatever it is that you're studying first. And so if you want to take that out into the outer world and make a career out of that, you will have an opportunity for that, but it's going to still take a couple of more years for you to really figure it out. But that's okay. I think the Iranian opposition, that's the 42-year-old thing, is going to be really good for you. It's really, It really is. It's going to be um, a really good change for you where you're going to meet some new people. You're going to kind of stir up your life a little bit because you want to have a relationship again. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank I you. Listen, I'll, I love I'll, I'm Iranian. sure that you and I will talk again, and it's a pleasure to talk with you tonight. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. So I'm Dr. Craig Martin. You're listening to the Inside Connection Radio. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show and for being calling in and for, um, you know, working on yourselves, a little bit of spiritual wisdom. I know I have a couple more callers in the chat room, in the switchboard, and I want to let you know that if you're in there right now, I am going to get to you before the show is over. So I can't promise anyone that tries to get on the switchboard right now, but the people that are in there, I'm definitely going to read for you tonight. So hang in there. Um Uranian energy is so dynamic, right? One minute you in one minute you, you 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 you're here, the next minute you're there. You don't really know. And when Uranus, for instance, transited my fourth house, and the fourth house is the house of actually home, I moved. I moved so fast though, and I didn't even realize how it was going to happen. And then also there was so much disruption and chaos surrounding it because I thought I was going to move to one place, and that fell through at the last minute. And the next thing you know, I was going to move to the next place, and then I ended up in some place that was so incredible that I was living in some place I never could have imagined, like, whew, right out of a Uranian experience, like a whirlwind, right? That, and even the Native Americans described God in this way, like a swirling mystery that manifestation just flies from. So um, what's interesting about that is that if you tap into that, if you tap into that swirling mystery of manifestation and you tap into it, then you're likely to get the change that it is that you're looking for because you're going to embrace the idea that change is possible for you. And that's what tonight's show is about, and that's what the whole show is about. But it's about Uranian change, right? Bringing it in, embracing it. 917, you're on the inside connection. Is that me? That's you. Oh, hi. I, I wasn't sure if there was any other 917s out there. Um, hi, Dr. Craig. How are you? Hi. Who is this? Uh, this is Louis Guy. Um, Louis Guy Metzner. How are and you? And I'm calling from New York. I'm a first-time caller. I see caller. that. Yeah. Um, I'm a first-time caller, but I, I come highly recommended from some friend. Um, okay, great. Yeah, who you have read for, and I've heard okay, some great, great things about you. But um, right now, it's just like it's such a it's a it's a real time of like um, change, and I, I feel like life is always changing for me constantly. Yeah. And Why don't you like, give me your birth information? What's your birthday? Okay, okay let's start where you 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 tell me where to start. I'll go. Your birthday. Um, okay, my birthday is um, May twenty third, five twenty three, nineteen eighty one. Nineteen eighty one. Yep. And your and, birth time? And my birth time um, is about uh, 5.13 p.m. P.m. And your birth town? Um, Hudson, New York. Okay, great. 
Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, your the the Saturn return for you is past. So you know, like last year, especially, which was that you know the the twenty nine year, uh, maybe even moving into the year before. Um, the Saturn return is past. So whatever changed for you at that time, if it was a friend or a friendship or something that you had to let go of, or even if a new relationship started at that time at 29, um, it certainly was a mature decision. I totally see what it is that you're going through right now because you're having a Neptune square the sun. So I'll do a little bit of the reading for you, and then we'll just talk about that one transit. Yeah. So we were really both very relationship-oriented, and um, you have Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto and Libra. There's a lot of Libra in your chart. And you also have um, three planets in Gemini in the eighth house, which is, again, the eighth house, if you were listening to the previous callers, a little bit about sex, so, um, you know, without getting too personal with you, um, on the the radio here, um, you're motivated to have communicative intimacy in and out of bed. (laughs) Uh, That was interesting way to say that and it's just for you it's about uh, having a dialogue you know there's always some talking that you want to do because you're you want to remain informed and you want to be able to you know make sure and you know, you're a very loyal person again for a gemini because you can be very jealous and all kinds of scorpio things that are not necessarily that nice but you have mars and taurus and you're a man so um, the Mars energy in your chart is important to you. It makes you loyal. It makes you money-oriented in some ways, but not excessively necessarily. It doesn't have to, although you might like to find a wealthy partner because you certainly would like to be um, you know, comfortable in your life. Uh, you have Moon and Capricorn, which is interesting because it makes you a little status conscious, a little... Um, you know, hardworking, career-oriented, status-conscious, not necessarily in a negative way, except there are a couple of layers of your chart that talk about um, not only the communication and teaching and writing that you'd like to do, but also how you're, you would be interested in, in gaining some kind of notoriety or even though you might be like, oh, my God, no way. It's true. Um, and you know it, that you would like to have some attention put on you because your destiny point is actually in Leo in the 10th house, which is about some kind of public um, recognition. You know, fame is a weird word because people think fame, and they're like, oh, my God, front cover of People magazine. But that's not what fame is. Fame is just a notoriety (laughs) or being known or being seen. And while you're very comfortable in a group of friends and being friends with people, and that's very easy for you, it's very easy for you to have people over at your house and throw a little dinner party or whatever, have a little intimate get-together, that's your comfort zone. There's a drive inside of you to go outside of yourself and do something public, to be a leader of some kind at any level, even if it's just within a company or, you know, owning your own business. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to be on the front cover of people magazine um so um let's see so neptune square the sun very confusing right i mean like is this person telling me the truth am i supposed to believe them what's going on how come this doesn't feel right to me am i being taken for a ride is somebody taking me for money uh it feels good but i'm not sure if there's something that's not being told that's being truthful it could be that or it could be you that's that person by the way it always can happen in reverse so, but let's just say with Mars and Taurus that you don't like being, you know, the typical more two-faced kind of Gemini and that you're really a very loyal, uh, values, moral kind of Gemini because you're, it's, it's hard for you to go against that Mars energy. And so let's say it's the other person in the equation that you're wondering well, you. about. I see it that way. Huh? I see it that way. Yeah, so let's say it's the other person in the equation and the answer is that you're, they're not telling you the truth. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. And now, I'm not what, being um, now I'm not as being the trait. other as the other as the other person, sorry, um, do you mean in like work or relationships or what what is uh, this work other first because the sun is the ruler of your career house. So work mm-hmm. first. 
Secondly, it could be somebody that you're involved in would definitely be a sexual relationship. It wouldn't just be someone that you were like having a flirtation with. It would be somebody that you're involved with, somebody that you might be like sharing money with or doing some kind of enterprise together, something like Mm -hmm. that. Now, are they intentionally not telling you the truth? And here's like the, the, the part beyond my, like again, my snarky little online reading, is that no, they might not be intentionally. Sometimes people mislead us when they have the best of intentions. But still, all the details are not being disclosed and, um, yeah, and it gets more confusing for you. Sorry mm. to tell you that. It gets a little more confusing before things get clear. They will get clear, okay? I want yeah. you to know that. But not before the information that you don't know becomes known by you. And it's a little okay. hard for me to pierce into all of that, like on the radio show. In other words, sure. you to pick, pick, all, pick all the details apart. So... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as far as are there good things, yeah. Jupiter has been in your seventh house. If you started a relationship, that's awesome. Jupiter is going to go into your eighth house, so you can count on maybe um, making some money or uh, getting some yeah. money, uh, being able to borrow some money. But, see, at the same time, you have to be careful of who it is that you borrow it from or who borrows it mm-hmm. from you, etc. you know, or what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, even if it looks like it's a raise or a promotion, it, 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 it you have to read the fine print. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just feel like I'm at a, at a real um, time of change in my life right now. Uh, I've yeah. just did everything from the work level to what well, started at twenty nine. You know, it started it, at oh, twenty nine. And it actually went uh, went almost to, just how you said it. Actually, I met somebody at twenty nine, and then yeah. also um, a, a very good friend of mine and I kind of split apart also at the yeah, same time. Exactly. Um, and that's when things started, you know, to take a turn and change and, uh, things have been progressing and, you know, getting better, but also with work, things are shaping and molding into something and I can't really see it right now. I don't know really where it's going. I don't exactly know what the right path to choose is or what yeah, the right direction is going is. Some of it is, some of it is good. Some of it is positive. It's just, you really have to read the contract because there's going to be something in there. That's a surprise. <laughs> yeah. That's all. I mean, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can contact me outside the show as well. And I don't necessarily say that to everyone, but you do have a lot going on <laughs> and, um, okay. yeah. And it's a lot to sort of cover, uh, in like five minutes so um it's not bad though so i want you to be able to get off the off the radio and at least know that that the relationship i kind of like it's born under a very good star are you in one i am in a relationship yes and is Um, it a good one it's a, I, I feel like it's a very solid and good relationship. Yeah, it actually gets deeper. It gets much of, deeper over the summer, and you'll be really, yeah. you'll be really pleased with the direction that it goes. Just nice and easy yeah. with it, and yeah, allow we've had it a to lot, grow. We've had a lot of work ahead of us, you know, at, up to this point. A lot of trials and tribulations, and yeah. things. And also, you know, it's been uh, a lot of our relationship has been about me uh, getting over a lot of those kind of Gemini traits that you spoke of before. Yeah. Things you know, and uh, we're not really necessarily getting over them. you. Thank you. It's been great to talk to you, and you know, I I, I will follow up with you. Um, I really like you can, where the you know, you can find my, so. you can find, you can find uh, me on lahealer.com, and um, and uh, you can write me through there also. Okay, great. Okay. And I'll keep my information so I can. Oh uh, yeah, no, I it definitely I have it. Anyone that calls in, it's private. It's not on the internet. It's I have my own sure. astrology software. Sure. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Dr. You're welcome. Again, uh, you have, you a, really have a wonderful night. night. Okay. okay bye bye. And I'm going to take one more caller. Hi. Thanks for holding. Hello. Hi. Thanks for holding. Hi. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. My name is Beth. I've called one time before. I don't know. My birthday is April third, nineteen seventy-one. Let me see. <clears throat> Um, huh. Beth, huh? April 3rd, 1971. You know what? I might have to enter it again, Beth. What's the first letter of your last name? 
Uh, a J. J. No, I don't have it. Okay, so April third, nineteen seventy one. Go ahead, the time. Um, it's at um eight nineteen PM. I'm sorry, I'm dyslexic. I can't remember if it's nine eighteen or eight nineteen. Okay, that's fine. And what's what's your birth town? Uh, Dunedin, Florida. But I know my moon's in Cancer, so if I got the time wrong, the I'm Scorpio rising. So if I got the time wrong, then I got then you'll know. <laughs> Scorpio like, rising. Here we I, go. I feel like I remember reading for you. I don't know why it's not in here. Sometimes I don't press save. I guess. And I, oh, it's all right. Yes, this is Scorpio rising at eight nineteen. The thing oh. is, is that it's Scorpio rising at nine eighteen. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. You're good. So, um, yeah, based on your age, you know, again, it's the Uranian opposition and the Neptune square. What is it that you want to accomplish in your life that maybe you haven't accomplished yet? You know, that's one of the big things. And, and, and if you're not in a relationship, you're going to be, even though it might take almost another year for that to manifest. You're really working on that. Um, and actually, I see it being a really good relationship, the kind of relationship that really moves you, because you have Venus in Pisces, so you're looking for somebody who's uh, sensitive, like you are, and somebody that you know can be compassionate with others. And, and that person is definitely out there. So did you have a specific question? Yeah. Um, I wanted to know when you feel like I'm going to move. Uh, moving. Relocation. Yeah. Uh, then, at the at the time of the Uranian opposition, which is which is not until the end of this year and the beginning of next year. It's about one year from now. That's when you're going to move, and it's going to be a big move too. It's not just going to be a little move. You're really going to move, like make a big change, a big move. Why are you expecting to move now? No, <clears throat> no, not right now. Okay, well that's what I see. I see you moving um, in uh, in about one year's time. Okay. Okay. I have to wrap up the show because I only have three more minutes, hon. So it was nice Thank of you, you to call again. Thank you. And I'll talk to you again. Just got to say hello to Mary Lou one more time. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. You hanging in there? I am. I'm going to review that one more time for you. The Chiron return is the time when we heal the wound that we've experienced all our lives. And you're at the time where you're healing that. And so the idea is don't give what you can't give, number one. And don't try to get something from people who can't give it to you. Oh. So don't try to get clarity from people who are talking in circles. Like, that only makes us feel crazy. So don't give what you can't give, and don't try to get what they're not capable of giving. It's kind of huge, right? Well, that's been a lifelong lesson, isn't it? Girl, let me tell you. Every time I see you pop up in the chat room, you put a smile on my face. All right. I hope you have a great night. I will. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. So it's Dr. Craig Martin. This is the Inside Connection. Next week, tune in for the class on Neptune, the show on Neptune. I'm going to be teaching about transcendence and how to transcend the ego. Tonight, I'm leaving you with cream, and I feel free.
Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.